All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy! You want thingamabobs? I got 20. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. We This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is Dave. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing to this little excursion into Disney magic and happiness. Uh, you know, where once a week we take you on a little journey where we talk about Disney stuff. We'll talk about Disney movies and music and books and pop culture. Of course, a lot about the parks and things like that. Been a busy, busy week this week as we dive into the 26th episode of the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Uh, crazy busy week this week, of course, because free dining was released this week. Free dining was uh, was was dropped by Disney World um, as their promotional release for the fall. And free dining is kind of almost kind of the Super Bowl for Disney travel agents. Now, again, this as I've said before, this is not an infomercial for my travel planning services, so I'm not going to make this into a 30-minute commercial. I probably could, but I'm not going to for your sake. But uh, And we'll get to free dining in a few minutes. But, uh, but yeah, that's why it's been so busy. And, of course, the show coming out you know, a day later than I wanted it to, but that's okay. At least it's out here. I want to make sure I get a show out every single week just for you guys. And so you downloaded it, and obviously if you're hearing this, you're listening and I really, really appreciate that. Let's jump into some news real quick. Uh, got a few news items. Nothing big, nothing pressing. Not a whole lot of happening. Well, I say not a whole lot of happening, and I have a page of notes here to talk about. But uh, Toy Story Land is opening on June the 30th, and it's coming fast. And all of a sudden, you know, June 30th is, what, two months away? Here it is at the end of April. And, of course, we've got the uh, the, the the alien saucer attraction. We've got the slinky dog attraction as well. And so those two attractions are going to be big attractions. Um, now, I don't know how popular they will be. I say that. It sounds kind of weird they will be popular they will be very popular uh, the fast passes are already available for those for people who are you know going at that time um you know i think june 30th is the opening day and so you can get fast passes 60 days out so if you had a vacation let's say you were checking in on the june the 25th or june the 26th uh for a week or so you could make reservations through the, your entire vacation which would include June 30th and July 1st and so on. So fast passes are available for those. Um, Hollywood Studios is a tiered fast pass system where you have three attractions at the top. You're going to have the Toy Story Land, uh, the, the Slinky Dog Dash, the Alien Swirling Saucers, and Toy Story Mania. You'll pick one of those, and then you'll pick two from the rest of it, and that's going to include Rock and Roller Coaster and Toy, uh, Tower of Terror, Star Tours, um, the Frozen Show, and things like that. So you'll pick two of those of the rest of them. So, you know, when you get fast passes, you're going to have to choose which what you want to do, and if you can get fast passes. Now, just remember, fast passes are not guaranteed. So just because you log on and thinking, oh yeah, I've logged on 60 days ahead of time, I'm gonna get me a fast pass. You may not. You got to log on. For us, it's 6 a.m. Central Time. So at 5:59, I'm actually logged on. And I'm hitting a refresh over and over until it hits 6. And as soon as it hits 6, I dive in. My percentage is pretty good about getting hard fast passes, but uh, it's it's tough. I would say when Flight of Passage came out and I was doing fast passes for clients, I was probably batting about 60 or 70%. Um, but literally, I would get on at right on the dot at 6 a.m. And within 10 seconds, I'm not exaggerating, within 10 seconds, I would click onto the Hollywood Studio list and fast passes for Flight of Passage would be gone that fast. They just, they disappear. So I imagine Toy Story Land is going to kind of have the same problem uh, where some of the fast passes are just going to go really, really fast. So if you're going at that time, you just have to be ready for it. You're going to have to be ready. It's going to be 
busy. Now, Disney is offering extra magic hours uh, to guests starting this week, actually. Extra magic hours nearly daily um, at Animal Kingdom. They're going to start opening uh, April 29th, actually. Now, they're going to start opening at 8 a.m. to 9... Uh, 8 to 9 a.m. will be extra magic hours. And what that means is if you're staying on property, then you get to get into the park an hour early. Uh, if you're staying at La Quinta Inn down on Interstate 4, you're going to have to wait till 9 a.m. official park opening. But if you're at, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge or All-Star Music or Bay Lake Tower or whatever somewhere on property, you get in an extra hour early. You get a chance to get there early. So uh, it's it's going to be cool. Now, last year, last year they had that only for Pandora. That, that first hour was only for the Pandora area. This year, of course, they're going to open it up to everything. Most guests are going to go to the Pandora area. Let me let me give you a little, t- little hint. If you've ridden Flight of Passage a couple of times and you're like, you know what, I've ridden it a couple of times. It's awesome. It's great. But, but I'm okay if I don't ride it one more time. I'm good. Or if you've ridden the Navi ride several times and you're thinking, you know what, maybe I just... I don't know why you would think this because you're crazy, but if you're thinking, I just don't want to ride the Pandora rides, get there at 8 a.m. or even beforehand, and you will walk on to every other ride for the first hour. So you will probably be able to ride Everest two or three times in a row with only just a few minute wait, 10, 15 minute wait maybe, even in the busier times because everybody's going to Pandora. So just uh, go to the other rides if that's what you want to do because... It's going to be a shorter wait. Uh, now the wait will, of course, get longer as the day goes on. So don't you know? Don't ride it twice and then come out and be like, "Do a dollar of the magic on a dollar podcast that I could ride it three times in a row." And now the wait time is thirty five minutes. Don't freak out like that. But just know that the first one or two times you'll be able to get on it pretty fast because of the extra magic hours. Hollywood Studios, of course, is going to have extra magic hours because of the uh, because of Toy Story Land. They're going to open up um, eight a.m. to eleven p.m. will be a lot of their hours. Um, that's going to be the opening day on June the thirtieth and. The, after that, the park will open every every day from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. They're going to offer daily extra magic hours from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So that first hour, 7 a.m. there. Uh, evening magic hours every Friday from 10, a, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. So on Fridays, you will legitimately will be able to be there from 7 a.m. to midnight. Now, I don't know if there's that much to do at Hollywood Studios. There is a lot to do at Hollywood Studios. But I can't imagine you not being able to do everything within that time and having time to spare. And maybe that's good because you'll be able to kind of relax a little bit, not go so crazy on it, uh, not not have to rush, rush, rush to get in line. You will have to wait a long time for some of these rides. Um, you know, as as we talked a couple weeks ago, when my good friend Jennifer Novotny was on, and we were talking about you know what to do when the lines are long. This is a great scenario for that. You know, June second, uh, July second, July third, things like that. Whenever you're in the parks, your Hollywood Studios, you got your fast passes, you did the dog dash, you went ahead and stood in line for the alien swirling saucer. It was like an hour wait, but you went ahead and did it. Uh, you know, your other fast passes are rock and roller coaster and Tower of Terror. You knocked both those out, and now it's twelve thirty in the afternoon, and everything you did all your fast passes, and the only fast pass left is like Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and all the lines are like an hour and a half. So. What do you do? Go back and listen to that episode. It was a great episode, a good discussion about what to do when you're in the parks, um, when it's just too, too busy. One of the things I love to do at Hollywood Studios is take a break. Uh, if you walk out of Hollywood Studios and go to the left, down there is the boat dock. You can get on that boat, and that boat will actually take a 20 to 25-minute journey down the little little pathway there, down the little river, little uh, little waterway there, and it will stop at the boardwalk. It will stop at the Yacht and Beach Club. It will stop over at Swan and Dolphin, and then eventually go on to Epcot, and then it will come back. About 25-minute journey to go to all those spaces. Now, it's in the middle of the afternoon. It's hot. You're you're hot. You're sweaty. You've done a lot of things at Hollywood Studios, and you've got fast passes at night. Maybe Fantasmic, or you're planning on getting in line for Star Star Wars Galactic Spectacular, or you know you got other things going on. You want to go ride you know Toy Story stuff at night. At eight o'clock, you're planning on getting in line and just waiting for it or whatever. 
But it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You got about two or three hours to kill, and you're just like, oh, I'm just, I don't want to go back to the room. Go back to the room. You get there, get a bus, go back to the room. It takes you 45 minutes to get back. You got an hour, and then you get back on the bus. It's just, it's still long. So, what I love to do is you go down to that boat and you catch the boat there and you ride it maybe maybe once or twice around. You just ride it. It's kind of like it's you're sitting in a comfortable seat and if you position yourself right, you won't even be in the sun. Um, you know, and it's that that whirring of the kind of the boat that kind of lulls you. You know, I have fallen asleep on many many a boat. Uh, you can get off at boardwalk, get off there, go to the bakery, have a snack, get some ice cream right there. Maybe just walk around the boardwalk, Yacht and Beach Club area, which are, it's a beautiful area, um, and walk over to Epcot. Or get off at Epcot if you've got a park hopper ticket and you can go on, you know, go inside to Epcot right there. You're at World Showcase back there between France and between uh, England, so go in there. Maybe stop in France, get some ice cream, or walk over there to Japan and get the little little uh, snow cone thing, which by the way is excellent. I recommend this little kiosk there in front of Japan that has snow cones and it's some of the best snow cone milk ice cream. I've ever had. Try that. So uh, anyway, take the boat and everything. Just ride it around some. It's, it's a good chance to relax at Hollywood Studios because you're going to need, need it this summer because it's going to be hot. And um, you know we've, we've talked about Magic Kingdom and how you can get in the, uh, the the monorail and go around. Of course, Epcot's the same thing. Catch the boat to Hollywood Studios and back, whatever. Animal Kingdom doesn't really have that. So Animal Kingdom, I recommend taking the bus over to Animal Kingdom Lodge, walking around that lodge, taking a break and sitting in the lobby and just relaxing. So anyway, all that is to say... Uh, there are things to do at Hollywood Studios and around Hollywood Studios because they will be open from 7 a.m. to midnight all day long. It's going to be hard to spend all day at Hollywood Studios. I'm just being honest. I love Hollywood Studios, but I think I would run out of things to do without having to do things over and waiting in line forever. So there you go. There's your there's your Extra Magic Hours report. Pandora Rides. Pandora, of course, the big rides, Flight of Passage and the Navi River Journey, both of them on April 25th uh, of, of this past week, both of them went out went out completely. We're not working the whole day, which is insane because those are two major, major rides. And, and, and of course, the Navi River ride is a boat ride. You get on, I don't know, 15 people on a boat, and they kind of go, kind of cruise through the ride. And there's several boats going at a time or whatever. Flight of Passage is a, is a large capacity ride. There's probably, I don't know, 64, maybe 85, 86, 88 people riding at one time. Uh, for it to go down is a big deal because everybody goes to Pandora to ride those two rides. You know, use fast passes to get in line, that kind of thing. So it, they went out. They went out. Uh, apparently, those rides are connected. I didn't really realize this either. They're connected, uh, kind of in the same building, pretty much. So if you're, which makes sense if you look at it, but um, you know, Navi, as you're going through the queue, you kind of go down into the little area. Uh, where the boat is, and if you stand back and look at it, you can kind of understand that and see that they're all under one big mountain. Um, the fire alarms, I think, were a problem. I was reading that the uh, the fire alarm issue was happening. You you can't run a ride without a fire alarm that works if it's broken because for safety issues, you just can't do it. So the rides were kind of up and down, up and down. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, everything's running fine. But I just thought that was interesting because that's a major, that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal for that to be out. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I would be able to fix that that ride. I would be able to do things. I know exactly what to do at Disney World. Let me just tell you, you get your chance. Disney World hiring 3,500 full and part-time cast members for this summer uh, for the seasonal jobs. Uh, last year, they hired about 2,000, 2,500. This year, it's 3,500. It's an event that come, continues through June, and they're doing bonuses actually. Um, last year, I think they offered like uh, you know twelve hundred or something like that, or no five or six hundred last year. They're now and now for housekeepers, they're offering bonuses of twelve fifty. Uh, full or part time part time lifeguards will get a thousand dollar bonus, while seasonal lifeguards get five hundred dollars. Disney's hiring bonuses will go close to three thousand dollars on some positions, but they didn't really 
specify which positions those are going to be. They're going to be job fairs. Um, in April, they'll be doing uh, ESPN Wild World of Sports. Uh, they'll do a, on May 9th, they're doing the housekeeping uh, job fair at the Casting Center. And May 2nd, Typhoon Lagoon will have lifeguards uh, casting. It will have lifeguard auditions, I guess. I don't know. I've never tried out to be a lifeguard, so I don't know what it's called. But a uh, job interview, basically. Uh, go online there. Go through Disney's website. You can just Google it and find it. Google it up and see where it is. Uh, but, yeah, get you a job at Disney World. My niece works down there, and she says it's wonderful. Uh, she works in Tomorrowland Terrace. So make sure you say hey to Madeline if you can. Over at California Adventure, the Mickey's Fun Wheel. That's the big Ferris wheel thing. And, and it's kind of the like a Wonder Wheel kind of thing where you have – some cars that are kind of... It's an enclosed little buggy, so you're like in, in a little gondola around you. And there's two tracks to it. One is just kind of goes around a big circle, like a traditional Ferris wheel. And the other... And the other is kind of in a gondola that swings back and forth based on a kind of a swinging track. And you just have to look at it to see what it is. But it's going to be called now the Pixar Pal Around. Okay? Not the fun wheel. The Pal Around. And each of the con- gondolas will have a different character on it. Everything from joy and sadness to... Wally and Eve and uh, the Coco characters are there, Lightning McQueen, uh, Mr. Incredible, Mater, Mrs. Incredible, and all the, the Pixar characters will all be on a different gondola, so you get to ride different gondolas with different characters. Um, I personally like Mickey's Fun Wheel, I'll be honest with you. There are 24 gondolas, and I, I really kind of wish that they kept Mickey's Fun Wheel, even if it's just called Pixar's Fun Wheel. The Pal Around is okay. I, I like Fun Wheel better. It just sounds better. Guardians of the Galaxy over on June 9th at Epcot will be doing the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live. As part of the Walt Disney World's incredible summer, Star-Lord and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy will take guests on a musical journey through the cosmos in Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live at the American America Gardens Theater at Epcot. It's a big theater in the back of Epcot in front of the American Pavilion. That is where they do the... Uh, where they do the Eat to the Beat concerts and they do the flowering uh, uh, guard show concerts and things. Guests can catch Gardens of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live five times a day from June 9th through August 19th, included with theme park admission and parts of the Disney World Incredible Summer. Check out the list of blog posts for more Incredible Summer fun. I'm reading this, of course, from Disney's blog post website uh, where they talked about the Awesome Mix Live. So you can go and see, um, you can go and see Gamora and Star-Lord do their thing. And speaking of musical acts and eating to the beat and rocking out and things like that, the uh, the the concert, the Garden Rocks concert at the Flower and Garden Festival up down in Epcot. Of course, they've got a lineup of the musical guests that are there every week. And about this time or so, when you're listening to this, kind of the next week or so, Blood, Sweat, and Tears will be there, featuring Bo Bice, uh, the April the 27th through April the 30th. Bo Bice, of course, is from American Idol from many years ago, and of course, they're the ones that sang "Spinning Wheel." Uh, Herman's Hermits, starring Peter Noonan. Uh, Peter Noon, 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 Noon. He's the one singing, I am Henry VIII, I am that guy. Herman's Hermits. Uh, something tells me I'm into something good. I think they sing Fill Me Up Buttercup, but I that actually could be the foundations. So I'm just kidding. I'm making that up. Never mind. Uh, May 11th to 12th, we'll be featuring the Village People. Um, Don Fielder of the Eagles will be there in May. The Guess Who and the Spinners will also be wrapping up the concert series as well. And they did announce the Eat to the Beat concert series over in Epcot at the, uh, at the Food and Wine Festival. And the list includes Blue October. I don't know who Blue October is. Uh, Tiffany. Love me some Tiffany. I was a Debbie Gibson guy in the 80s, but I did like Tiffany. Mercy Me, the Christian rock group, will be there. Glass Tiger, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Um, Torrin Wells, Postmodern Jukebox. The Baja Men. I I don't... I, <laughs> I can't imagine that concert's going to be more than just them singing Who Let the Dogs Out about 15 times in a row. I, I, don't, I, I don't know the Baja Men other than Who Let the Dogs Out. 
It's just my idea. Just just a thought. <laughs> Living Colors, Cult of Personality, uh, Sheila E., Sugar Ray, David Cook, Jeffrey Osborne, Jim Belushi, and the Sacred Hearts. That is interesting. Jim Belushi, of course, the uh, brother of John Belushi, who was in the Blues Brothers. So I imagine they'll be singing kind of the 60s and 70s kind of rock stuff. Everclear, Mark Wills, Air Supply. Uh, by the way, Air Supply can bring it. And I may have said this when this first, when the show first started. I think we were right in the middle of last year's concert series, um, and we I may have talked about Air Supply, but we saw them. I took my wife to see Air Supply a few years ago, and let me tell you, they can bring it. They are still good. They are still very very good. Uh, they're like sixty years old, sixty or sixty five years old, and there were women in their forties and fifties at the stage like they were at a, at a One Direction concert, just swaying and you know cheering and reaching out to touch. It was great. It was awesome. Um, and here's one for the uh, for the millennials. Brand new this year, 98 Degrees will be there October 15th and 16th for a two-night performance. Wow. Uh, I would say if they get the Backstreet Boys down there and then maybe meet the uh, the remaining members of NSYNC, not including Justin Timberlake, because i got to tell you, Justin Timberlake ain't coming to perform here. Um, that would be incredible. 98 Degrees, uh, that should be fun. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, 38 Special will be there. Devon Allman Project, Billy Ocean, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Hanson, Taylor Dane, Boys to Men, The Hooters, and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. I would actually like to see them as well. So that's the Eat to the Beat concert series coming up next fall. They do have dining packages available. And guess how you find out about the dining packages? You contact me, magicalnadollar at gmail.com. Disney history for you real quick. This is kind of fun. I wanted to lead into this. Over in uh, 2004, a little history for you. Did you know that Comcast owns Universal, Comcast Cable, they own Universal? All right, so they're the reason, really, that Harry Potter is there because they were the one. They're, they've been pumping money into Universal like crazy. Uh, Ten years ago, 2008, 2007, things like that, Universal was kind of ugh. They got the Harry Potter stuff. They built the parks and everything, and then um, Universal just came alive. Comcast was the driving force behind that because in the early part of the 2000s, they tried a hostile takeover of Disney. They did. They actually tried to buy out the Disney company. They tried very hard with shares and stocks. And I'm not a business guy, so I don't really understand how exactly hostile takeovers work. I don't know the the, the, the story behind that. I've seen enough, you know, I've watched business movies and documentaries and things like that, but I'm still kind of sketchy on exactly how that works. But they tried a hostile takeover of Disney uh, in 2004, 2003, 2004, and it didn't work. And so right about this week in 2004, they announced they withdrew its multi-billion dollar deal to buy, buy Disney. Um, so actually, it was a year-long process because apparently, uh, or I don't know, February of 2003 or 04, somewhere in there, I don't know, Anyway, they tried to buy Disney, and it didn't work. So I'm kind of grateful for that. I mean, I don't know what it would look like. But then again, maybe Harry Potter would be a part of the parks. I have no idea. May 1st of 1989, the Disney MGM Studios theme park at Walt Disney World opened to the public for the first time. Disney's fifth theme park in the world. During the day, the park packed out the largest opening day press event in Disney World history. Attractions included the Walt Disney Studios Animation Studio, where guests can watch personnel, animators, artists, and technicians uh, actually making movies. The Great Movie Ride was there, Superstar Television, and the Monster Sound Show. The Great Movie Ride, of course, was in the Chinese Theater. It's a courtyard for celebrity handprints and signatures, which is that. You can still find those out in front. Back to Neverland was a special film featuring Walter Cronkite and Robin Williams, and among the Hollywood legends visiting the park are... George Burns and Bob Hope, uh, who who's kind of did the ribbon cutting ceremony. Pleasure Island also officially opened on this day in uh, 1989, although Disney had actually been letting guests in before that. So that was a big deal, and I think maybe we'll talk about Hollywood Studios sometime next week. Uh, maybe next week's episode, we'll kind of dive into Hollywood Studios a little bit more, because I'll be honest with you, I forgot this was the anniversary. I really did. I kind of stumbled upon it this morning, and I was like, oh yeah, 
Hollywood Studios getting a uh, getting an anniversary here. Uh, interest price to get in was twenty nine dollars for adults, twenty three dollars for children. Compare that now to about the ninety five ninety eight dollar price it is for a one day ticket to Hollywood Studios. So we'll talk about that more next week. As I mentioned before, free dining released this week. Um, free dining for Disney World is a big deal because uh, it's it is free dining, but it's not free dining and just it's okay. So. What they do is they drop their promotion early in the morning. And for people who don't really know how it works, that's how they release promotions. They drop them early in the morning, 2, 3, 4 in the morning. So you wake up the next morning, and there it is. And again, as I mentioned before, they only allow a certain number of resorts to have this promotion. So there may be 55 or 60 rooms in uh, All-Star Sports that need the promotion, where there may be 250 rooms in Pop Century, and there may be 300 at Caribbean Beach, but only 45 at Polynesian. And, you know, once those rooms are gone, they're gone. Like a bus- like any other business, they will put the promotion to where the money needs to go. If they have to fill these rooms up, that's where they put the promotion. So a room like – or a resort like French Quarter, uh, Port Orleans Riverside, um, and actually the Polynesian, they're full already. There's no need to try to fill those extra rooms because they don't have that many extra rooms. And those rooms will pretty much fill themselves because, you know, eventually- because they're that popular. French Quarter is very hard to get into sometimes because it is a small resort. So those rooms aren't included. And I'm not going to run through the details on it real quick. You can actually look on my website – MagicalNadeDollar.com is the website. Free dining stuff information will be there, so click on that. And you can see, you know, scroll down to the blog post. Um, so that'll be all be there. But uh, free dining released. Uh, we didn't know. Here's the thing: we don't know when's gonna when stuff's gonna release. Even as a travel agent, you don't really know. You'd think we would get a heads up, but we didn't. Um, I think Disney used to announce this for travel agents because back in the day. Uh, you know, they wanted travel agents to kind of get a heads up so they could tell their clients to make the best decisions. Well, apparently there were too many agents, uh, agencies that were dropping the ball and releasing it way too early for people and making big announcements on social media and things like that. So Disney was like, we're done. So they just don't tell anybody. And so Monday morning I went to bed at, you know, 11 o'clock at night and I was up at three in the morning and my alarm clock was going off every 15 minutes. I was on my phone checking the website to see if it was up. It wasn't, so I was very tired Monday going into Tuesday. Tuesday morning, I did the same thing because Tuesday night I got windfall that I got heard from somebody that hey, it's probably going to happen. Let's go ahead and you know get ready. So I got ready for it. I had several clients, and by you know it released at 4:20 in the morning. Um, and so I was on the computer at 4:25 and had my computer up. I was working very hard and you know trying to save my clients money. And uh, basically, you have you don't automatic. It's not automatically applied. So my so clients and families who booked with me who booked their trips their packages automatically uh, didn't just wake up and suddenly it was there. I actually had to go pull their account up, find the promotion, apply the promotion, and make sure it was there. Okay, And uh, I was able to save, in the course of about 24 hours, I was able to save about $5,500 for clients in, in total, uh, maybe 9 or 10 families. And I've still got more families rolling in that want the free dining, that want the, the you know the packages, things like that. So they released the free dining, which basically is if you're in a value or a moderate, you get the quick service dining for free. You get to do the, the two quick services and the two snacks per night per person uh, of your stay. Uh, so that's free. If you want to upgrade to the regular dining plan, which is the sit-down meal, the counter service meal, and the two snacks, you pay like like $23 per adult and like 5 or $6 for kids. You pay that upgrade fee so a family of four can still go for 60 bucks, 60, 70 bucks a day to eat at Disney World for the whole family, which is a steal, by the way. So don't, 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 uh, don't, don't turn your nose up at that. That's a really, really good deal. Now, if you're in the deluxe, you automatically get the regular dining plan, and you can upgrade to the deluxe, which the deluxe is like three sit-down meals a day, and I think there's some other little benefits to it. It's, I think I've sold one or two deluxes before. I've, I mean, a couple times maybe. Um, but honestly, the deluxes are just. Uh, 
the deluxe dining plan is just a lot of food. It's a lot of food. And I don't know that I recommend it to everybody. Uh, I've had families ask me about it, and they're like, yeah, my kids would love to have three character meals a day. And I'm like, I don't think you would because you're talking an hour to an hour and a half per meal. That's three and a half, that's four and a half, five hours a day in restaurants of your time. It's just, you don't want to do that. So I recommend looking at the quick service or the regular dining plan. Um, but here's a little secret. A lot of people don't know this. And this is funny because you say free dining and people just go crazy. They want free dining. They got to have free dining. Got to have free dining with their, with their packages, uh, with their vacation package. But they also release room discounts and other small discounts uh, with, with their, with their prom- promotional releases for the spring as well. And sometimes, sometimes those are actually better for you and will save you more money than free dining will. And people can't get through their mind. They're like, oh, so if I buy dining, I will save more? Sometimes, yes. Not always. Free dining is actually a very good deal. I Honestly, I love free dining. I love the concept of free dining, and I hope Disney never goes away with it. I think it's a great thing. I don't necessarily like the lead-up, only because we don't know, and I have to call clients and be like, okay, so your dates are this and this. If this resort's not available, do you want to do this? If that resort's not available, do you want to do this? What about that? I mean, I have to do the lead-up thing, so that's really tough, getting all this information down. But I love free dining itself. But free dining is not always the best thing. So my job as a travel planner is to go in and find out which one's best for you. And sometimes, and I've actually had clients, uh, one or two clients that actually happened in one particular family, they were so in tune to free dining that even though I saved them more money by doing a room discount, they still wanted free dining. And I'm like, I, you don't understand. If I give you the free dining promotion, you're going to be paying more for your entire trip. And they're like, we want free dining. And I'm like, okay, you're the boss. You're, you're the boss. Um, so we took care of it. Uh, I, I, you know what I do with the, I do what they tell me to. I, I do what I can. So, so there you go. Free dining is coming up. And don't forget, like I said, I don't want this to be an infomercial. I wanted to kind of give give you information about it. Of course, you can always call me. Magic on a dollar at gmail.com is my email. Um, you know, shoot me an email or find me on Facebook as well. Magic on a dollar um, is on my Facebook. Uh, my business page is Disney on a dollar. Find me on Twitter at uh, Disney on a dollar. Find me on Instagram at Magic on a dollar. So you can kind of get some information there. Uh, we're going to wrap the show up real quick. Right at 30 minutes here just because... You know, there's not a whole lot going on. Just some news and everything, and I got to get back to work. I got more, some more free dining stuff. And guess what? Avengers: Infinity War comes out tonight, and I will be there with my ticket in hand. First showing of our local theater. I'm I'm excited. I'm pumped. I cannot wait for this movie. So it comes out tonight. I'll give you a full report next week. We'll talk about Hollywood Studios next week as well, and get in some get in some other stuff too. I've got an archery story I want to tell you about my art, my time doing archery at Fort Wilderness. So that'll be fun too. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, again, once again, the show is sponsored by MyResumeLady.com. A good friend, Amy Campbell. Uh, Amy and her team have been doing these things for ten years, helping people with resumes and with LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn app, and uh, uh, marketing things like that. They will be happy to help you. Visit her, Amy at MyResumeLady.com. Or just go to the website, Amy. Uh, uh, go to the website, MyResumeLady.com. Visit that. Tell them I sent you, and she'll be happy to help you out. You'll be glad that you did, especially when you pull in that bigger paycheck, because your resume, which maybe not be very, was maybe not all that good, is suddenly glowing and beautiful because you took care of it. So, MyResumeLady.com. Uh, have a great week, guys. We'll see you next week, and don't forget to thank a Phoenician. <laughs>